ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Never FDIC. It is Friday, August 14th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the Miller Lite phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Miller Lite, hold true, great taste, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer is Friday. We're getting you set for the weekend. We've got a lot to get into, so let's go ahead and start with that. Uh, before we do begin, uh, we do need to mention, and uh, we got to start on a, a sad note, Alan Merrick, he is a freshman linebacker at UAB. Uh, he died this morning from a gunshot wound suffered last night in his hometown of Gaddison, Gaddison Alabama. He was 19, so some sad news today coming from the uh, UAB football family. Um, it was an accidental shooting, as uh, far as uh, the um, police department has uh, indicated. Uh, no names, nothing released from the incident as of airtime. Um, Bill Clark, head coach of uh, UAB, said in a statement, Please pray for the family of Alan Merrick, a young man who joined our UAB football family this season. Um, pretty sad note to, to begin on. So, uh, if you um, if you would keep uh, keep this young man's family and uh, everyone at UAB in your in your hearts uh, for uh, for a little bit, because uh, I'm sure it's pretty tough with everything that's going on right now. So. Again, um, Alan Merrick, a freshman linebacker at UAB, passing away from a gunshot wound uh, suffered Thursday. Now, we're continuing to follow what is happening not only with Conference USA, but also with the NCAA and all of the conferences. And uh, we can confirm uh, it's official. We've pretty much known this for a few weeks, but Marshall has actually went out and made an official announcement that the game with East Carolina, which was scheduled for August 29th, has been moved to September 12th. So we kind of knew that was already on the books. It just hadn't been made official yet. So if you look at the schedule as it stands right now, Marshall, the first game will be that September 1st game. I'm sorry, September 12th game against ECU. First home game, unless something is added or announced here. Rice on October 3rd, then a home game with FAU on October 24th. Middle Tennessee, November 14th. Charlotte, November 21st. No announcement yet on which opponent would replace Char- I'm sorry, Old Dominion on the schedule. I'm speaking out loud because I'm thinking it's going to be Charlotte somewhere, but I'm trying to... I'm trying to figure out what's going to have to happen, if there's going to have to be a change, uh, trying to piece it together. Would it be Charlotte? Uh, I was thinking Charlotte or maybe Western Kentucky. Uh, Western Kentucky, Charlotte, it had to be probably played different time in the schedule just because uh, of prior commitments. I, I don't think Conference USA is going to, to juggle and jumble up the schedule. Or maybe they do. I don't know. 
maybe the schedule is not rock solid just just at this moment. It's all we've got to go by, but maybe the schedule is just not rock solid. I'm hoping sometime next week uh, we've extended the invitation, and as soon as he's available, um, I hope to have Mike Hamrick, Marshall's athletic director, with us sometime next week. Again, uh, I've extended the invitation, and um, he's going to get with me as soon as he can because, um, honestly, the man's working. He's got other obligations, conference calls, everything uh, in between. He's working right now, so uh, we're going to try to catch up with him when he can, but uh, uh, we will hopefully uh, have some answers by that point. But the big news was the schedule adjustment, which we already knew. I had it on my schedule, my prompts. Um, I've got three big holes in my schedule, four really if you count week zero, because I don't think there's going to be a week zero game. I think what a lot of conferences are doing are pushing back, pushing back their schedule as far as they possibly can to try to figure this out, whether any surges. I mean, FIU delayed the start of their intercollegiate competition through September 16th. Um, So they're working with Conference USA there. They're trying to maybe slow it down, trying to figure out how they're going to be able to pull everything off. And, of course, uh, if you follow Florida – and Florida is a, a nasty place right now as far as being a hot spot. And Florida, their high school athletic board voted today to begin practices for football and other fall sports August 24th and games less than two weeks later. Uh, this is um, after getting advice from their medical experts. They had medical experts that said competition should not resume for at least six weeks because of the outbreak. And the vote was 11-5 to begin practices this month. Their executive director, the Florida High School Athletic Association's executive director, uh, endorsing this plan. Sort of similar to what I'm seeing here in West Virginia. Now, other states are are trying to make plans, uh, limited schedules. Uh, Here in West Virginia, we have a color code now. And the metrics are... I think the metrics, to be quite honest with you, I'm going to have to study this further, but just by a, a cursory glance at it, and this is without a map or anything, um, I think we're just throwing numbers out there. We're just throwing numbers out there. We're, we've got a pretty color code. Uh, we're not counting everything. And if you watched the governor today, and, and bless your heart if you did watch the governor today and you are able to, to translate that, um, there is now this color-coded system to approve or halt in-person instruction and athletics for school systems. Four phases, green, yellow, orange, and red, based on the percentage of cases in a county per 100,000 people. No map yet. Logan County, though, would be in the red category at this time. Grant and Mingo counties would be listed in the orange category which would mean practices only, no competition. Uh, you got practices beginning here, August 17th. Logan County teams will not be able to begin preseason practices as scheduled. Uh, this is what Bernie Dolan said. Coaches and administrators have shown that they can handle and they can follow the guidelines. He also added, we think we have done it very well and very safely. Our color code works hand-in-hand 
with the color code for the school. So we've got a color code. Again, I'm going to have to dig into this more, and I don't know. It just, it just feels like it's, okay, this color can play, this color can't. Yeah, I, I would hope you would try to be a little bit more uniform statewide instead of just trying to go county by county. So instead of everyone playing by the same schedule, some schools might not have a game because a county might have come up in the red. And if your county can play and your opponent from another county can't play, then you're out of a game. I would just hope that maybe something a little bit more uniform would have come out something. I mean, again, what's the harm in spring? Again, we don't know what's going to happen in spring. And I will yield that. We don't know. But I would think you'd have more time. And you got flu season coming up. That's going to be a nasty combination with this. And uh, there's just so many unknowns right now. And, of course, again, to um, – Go ahead and qualify this. Even though I work at a radio station, we uh, here get lumped into what you call the media, even though there's no such thing as the media. And um, here we are not actually rooting for the cancellation of sports because, again, that's jobs for us. Uh, we have people who are losing our jobs as well in this profession, in this industry, and uh, I don't think anyone really in my profession is rooting for uh, anyone to lose jobs and anyone to cancel games, we're not rooting actively for it. Uh, but at the same time, um, there is a lot of concern. But th that's where we're at with high school. And if you want to just look around the country, uh, Michigan, they announced their football will move to spring season. So Michigan's moving their football to spring. Florida's blowing right through. West Virginia's got a color code. And uh, your state may vary as far as what it looks like when it comes to are you playing or not? And, of course, then you have teachers, uh, West Virginia, looking for remote distance learning to start the season off here because there are so many questions here. Uh, and a lot of the questions are, honestly, testing, sanitation, because you're going to have to constantly keep up on that. I mean, you can't just depend on masks alone. Again, masks are for mitigation. If we all had masks, it would seriously knock down the exposure in concert with other proven practices. Washing your hands, sanitation, disinfection, social distancing. All of these play a part. And you're not just... If you're younger, and I get this, well, you know, let them play. I, I get that. They're young. Yeah, okay, maybe they're not going to die. 99% of them aren't going to die. Okay, yeah, 1%, sure, that might be acceptable in your mind. Uh, but at the same time, you also have the opportunity for students to be asymptomatic, be carriers, and when you have one positive, that means there are more than one uh possibly exposed person. So there are so many questions and so many things that we're still trying to figure out and trying to, to manage all of this. That's where we're at right now. And then you've got the NCAA. The NCAA with, honestly, it's like, hello, here we are. We're, um, we, we, we've got an announcement. We're, we're going to show up. 
We can't control football, though. We can control everything else. We can't control football, and um, we'll talk about that when we continue. Also, I want to get your phone calls in, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Today is a great day for you to join the program. We're here until 6 o'clock. Thanks for listening. Paul Swan, your host. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Friday, August 14th edition. The Drive continues on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We are presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition. And don't forget, if you missed any part of today's program or you ever want to go back and listen to a previous episode, all you have to do is subscribe. Apple Podcast, a great place to start. If that's where you get your podcast, that's where we're at. Also, uh, we're on Spotify. Also, you can find us on Stitcher Radio. Wherever you get your podcast is where you're going to find The Drive with Paul Swan. So we were talking about the NCAA. I mean, basically, Mark Emmerich just comes out and just says, look, I got no authority over them. I got nothing. I can't do anything with them. And that's pretty much what he comes out and says. Um I mean, I thought he was pretty crystal clear, to be honest with you. He said, no, we have no authority to do that. He said during one of the NCAA social series on Twitter, and from time to time, if I catch him soon enough, I'll retweet him, but the NCAA using Twitter as a platform really just came out and said, we don't have authority to say to a school, yeah, okay, we know that your conference isn't playing and you want to go ahead and play over here. Uh, we, We don't have the authority is basically what he's saying. Because uh, remember, there was um, there was that real brief, I don't want to say it was a spat, but there was Nebraska saying, well, wait a minute here. Uh, we didn't vote for this. We want to play. Because after all, there's nothing. I mean, what are you going to do in that? Yeah, okay. Let's just be quite clear what are you going to do in Nebraska now that you don't have Cornhusker football? What is there? For a lot of people, this is, this is a big deal. Yeah, forget the health reasons. Forget all of that. It's just the fact that there are a lot of people right now who are lost without football, without potential of football, without that norm that they have. And some people understand. Other people are... Um, Feel like you're telling them what to do, even though it's more of a health crisis and a health concern. And Nebraska was, we can play. We want to play. And so I think the Big Ten pretty much was like, okay, you can, sure, you can go play and do everything you want to do. Uh, You're not going to be hanging out with us anymore, but, yeah, you can go do that. That's fine. We're not telling you you can't play. Uh, We're just telling you you can't play if you want to be in the Big Ten. So go go do what you want. And uh, that kind of made that go away to a degree here because the NCAA, I think, will extend all options possible to make sure that even though you might be losing a season, you might may be being held, I guess, um, I mean, you're not, you're not losing anything. You're not, you're, you're going to, you're going to be held over probably. You might, even find this might be a better situation for you. Now, if you're a senior, that's another story altogether because 
you've got possible NFL aspirations. And again, let's be quite honest and clear here. Every senior, almost every senior, let me back that just a little bit. Almost every senior has a a dream and aspiration to maybe play at the next level. If not all of them, a majority of them or a good deal of those student athletes. Because this is how they get to the NFL. The college football system is how players get into the NFL. It's different for different leagues. Baseball has more of a a multi-tier approach. Hockey has a multi-tier approach. I mean, because there's prospects. Uh, If you are in basketball, you now have an option to go to the G League for a year. More and more, you might see top prospects do that as it becomes more viable. But in football, there's no minor league football system because college football is the minor league football season. So there are a lot of, really, a lot of moving parts here. You want to make sure that you put the health and safety and well-being of the student-athlete first and foremost to the front. You don't want to truly deny them opportunity. That's fair. You truly want them to be able to play, if possible. If it's safe, you want them to do. I mean, you want to keep them healthy. You want to keep them safe. You want to make sure that they're not truly denied opportunities here. And if they can play, let's have it. Uh, I don't know if spring is going to be the answer. It's the option that a lot of these conferences are looking at right now. There are no fall championships, so that's really going to rework all the other sports. It's so complex right now how we're doing this. And if you say, look, we're not going to have fall championships, we're not going to do this, then what's the point of a fall season? What's the point of a fall season, really? If you can come out and say, we can do this in spring, then maybe you're doing this in spring. Maybe you're having soccer. I mean, trust me, I was excited for Marshall soccer. Why? Because Marshall soccer taking the program to new heights. I mean, and you have a new coach coming in for the women's program. That was going to be exciting. You're trying to bring the women's program to a level that is comparable to the men's program. I mean, you're putting all those resources into soccer, and I mean, what are you playing for now? You're not. Well, you're you don't you're not playing for. There's no championship there. You're not doing that. And are you going to tell me that here in a couple months we're going to say, okay, we can do basketball. We can't do soccer, but we can do basketball. And I don't have an answer to that. I don't know. And it's going to be conference by conference basis, just. More so, football is going to be this hodgepodge of we're going to do this and we're going to do that. Whereas the NCAA at least came out and said, look, um, we're going to do this. This is how it is. It's in, It truly is college athletics as described. Because this is what Emmer said in yesterday's conversations. He basically said, I get that people want simple answers. I get that it's frustrating that some conferences are playing and some aren't right now. 
That's just the way it has to be to do this inside college sports. Because it is really, it's a hodgepodge. It's, it's a patchwork. That's a good word. It is a patchwork. I mean, it's all over the place right now. And I would hope one day college athletics would be more uniform. Because I think that would be better for the student-athletes. And I eventually see the student-athletes having a greater voice. They will eventually have greater power and greater authority, greater direction in how things are, are going. They will have more say. Now, will that be detrimental to smaller schools? Possibly. And again, I mean, part of this is student-athletes are the product, and not all, but college athletics and college football programs especially, making a lot of money off these kids. So it's, it's great to see that these kids are, are truly starting to have a voice because, again, it's so wild, wild west right now. I mean, for example, uh, Charleston Southern, they're suspending the 2020 football season. They're part of the Big South, and um, they're FCS school. Now, the Big South and the NCAA have canceled its plans for a fall championship. The league did let member institutions play non-conference games if they wanted in the fall. Now, I have an issue with this, the huge issue with this. So you mean to tell me that you're going to cancel league games because you feel that that might be a good thing to do. But you're going to let member institutions just go out there again, rogue. Authorized, really. Not rogue, but just out on their own. City-states within uh, a conference. And play. I mean, it's one thing if you say we're not having a season. It's another thing if you say we're going to play a limited schedule, we're going to play a conference schedule. I mean, it's still another thing if you go, we're going to play a conference schedule, we're going to have a plus one option, which will allow our conference members to play host to one school non-conference with the stipulation that that game must be in the host institution's State. Well, it would be the host institution. It must be in the state of the conference institution. But you say we're not going to have conference, but you can go out and play anything you want. Uh, that one, that one, yeah, same thing with um, Southern Conference. Southern Conference. They announced yesterday that they're not going to have fall conference competition due to health and safety concerns related to COVID-19. All right. Stop. That would be the story, right? Southern Conference announcing league will not have fall conference competition due to health and safety concerns related to the COVID-19 pandemic. Stop. But it doesn't stop. It continues. They throw in allowing for non-conference contests if desired. Again, why not be uniform on this? Either, either you're playing and you're, play, you're playing a reduced conference schedule 
or you're not playing and you're going to play in spring, you're going to try to play in spring. I mean, that would make more sense to me to do one of the two, not, hey, you know what? We're not going to do conference, but if you guys want to go out there and play a few games, that's cool with us. Well, what's the difference? Honestly, what's either way, either way we go on either side of this argument, what is the difference? If there's concerns and you're not playing conference games, aren't those concerns there for non-conference games? Now, if you say you're playing conference games, you're cutting the schedule back, even though there are concerns, but you're trimming the schedule back, at least you're saying to me or you're trying to convince me that by minimizing the participants, putting everyone basically in a, I don't want to say bubble, but we're limiting the conference. Okay, we're playing conference games only. We're going to keep it in-house here uh, because we think we can enforce more uniform standards among our member institutions. Again, conferences used to make sense on a more geographic level. Southern Conference. It's not necessarily like playing in Conference USA where you have to go all over the place. But either play or don't. I mean, at least the SEC is basically saying, look, we're, we're going to play. We're going to play in-house, but we're playing. The ACC at least is saying, look, we're going to play. Uh, we are going to limit our schedule to in-house and a plus. We're going to invite one non-conference opponent to one of our institutions, home states, and we're going to play. But don't give me this, hey, we're going to cancel the league, but you know, if you want to go out there and play, that's cool with us too, even though we're canceling the league for health and safety concerns related to COVID-19. It just makes sense to me. It, I mean, take a stand at least. Quit waffling. I mean, it's one thing if you're obviously kicking the can down the road a little bit. I get that. I know what you're doing here, top to bottom. You're kicking the can down the road because you're trying to preserve the season, as much of the season as you possibly can. If Marshall came out and said, look, we have got nine games. We're going to have eight conference games, which begin for Marshall October 3rd, and we're going to play that road game against East Carolina uh, East Carolina has assured us it's going to be safe. We're going to go and we're going to be as safe as we can. You know, at least you're not waffling here. You're you're basically saying we're going to. I mean, Mike Hammer came out. He said it on a radio program we carry. Basically said, look, I'm looking for ten. If I can get six home games, I'm looking for eleven. That's what he said a few days ago. I mean, at least he's come out and he's been pretty transparent about it. He's look, look, we're playing our conference schedule. Uh, The league's going to get us another conference game because we lost one with Old Dominion. I got East Carolina, and if I can find a couple more games, I want 10 or 11. Now, is he going to get 10 or 11? I don't know. He, He can tell us that hopefully next week. And there's none of this, okay, you know, we're not playing conference USA games, but hey, you guys want to go out and play a few games, that's cool. No, at least there is some sense of, Picking a side, I hate to say that, we're picking a side here. Either you're concerned enough about the unknown of COVID-19 and everything involved and everything it's going to take to pull off a fall schedule to say, no, 
or you think you can manage it, you might have to push the schedule back a little bit, but you think you can manage it, and you're going to go and have games. Not this, I'm canceling the league, but you want to go out and play a few games? That's cool. Well, why do you cancel the league? If you think that these member institutions can go out and do this on their own and you think it's going to be good, why isn't that good enough for your conference? You see what I'm saying? It just doesn't make sense. And that's the Southern Conference. I questioned that yesterday. It, again, conferences are making you know decisions here. I mean, FIU, as I mentioned to you, delayed the start of competition through September 16th, so they're basically pushing it back a little bit. They want to get a better handle, and that's fine. I mean, Marshall came out and said, look, other than ECU, again, we're going to start our conference schedule. We're not going to have any other games. We're going to have conference and ECU. That's it. We're going to do... 8 plus 1. We're going to do 8 plus 1. Okay. At least you're, you're a little clear here because, again, either you're playing or you're not. It doesn't matter if I agree if you're playing or not. It's you set it in stone. Either, either do it or don't. Don't try to piecemeal it together. At least, at least Conference USA has basically said, look, we're playing until we don't think we can play. We're playing. SEC, we're playing until we don't think we can play. ACC, we're playing until we don't think we can play. Big 12, I forget about them sometimes. They're playing. They think they can play. They're playing. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. More coming up. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. So the uh, color code map is out, and this is what's going to determine if you can play high school football or high school sports in the state of West Virginia. I'm trying to figure this out as we go because, again, um, it's so convoluted. So I thought I would get someone who maybe can help me. C.J. Harvey, WCHS, joins me on the program, and uh, you've been following high school sports in the state, and the color code map is the new latest twist to if you can play and if you can't play. And right now, uh, if you're in Logan, you're not playing. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. This color-coded, I do like when things are color-coded, but this is one of those times that being like a red and an orange, that's not a good thing. <laughs> that's not a good thing right now. But, but, Paul, like you said, down in Logan County, you're not playing. I actually just got off the phone with Logan High School head coach Jimmy Shepard and the football head coach, and he said, look, they've already shut us down. You know, they were supposed to practice later this evening, and, you know, when all of this information came out earlier, they told them that they could not practice. And, you know, the first day, the first official day is set of practices set to begin on Monday. Well, right now, he's not sure that they're going to be able to get going on Monday. And so a lot of this stuff is really up in the air right now. You know, nobody really knows what to do. The other county that's in orange and the southern part of the state is Mingo County. I'd be interested to see what they're doing and what they're talking about right now. Because, look, we've got three weeks until the beginning of the high school football season and fall sports in general. Of course, there's a lot to think about with school virtual in-person that's certainly the priority for all of this stuff but when it comes to athletics there are a lot of question marks still 
And this has answered some, but it's certainly brought a, a lot of other question marks as well. So hopefully things can get settled here and maybe we can start figuring out, okay, this is, you know, what's going to happen and get a better understanding of who can play and when they can play. And I don't know, you just hope that some of this stuff kind of clears itself up, but uh, certainly it doesn't look like this virus is going away anytime soon. It's something we've all been dealing with. Certainly will continue to deal with and fall sports, certainly no different. Also dealing with that high school coaches, administrators, principals everywhere around the state of West Virginia right now, trying to figure out what uh, they can do to make sure they can play and let their kids play moving forward. Looking at the map right now, trying to just break it all down. And if you're in red, you can. If you're in orange, you're pretty much um, you're pretty much in the danger zone as well. But if you're in green, you're good. And right now, a good portion of the state's in green. If you're in yellow, though, you're starting to borderline. And it's interesting how they're they're coding these um, these maps because if I understand this correctly, correct me if I'm wrong, please. Uh, say uh, if there is an outbreak in a nursing home and other facilities like that, it doesn't necessarily um, count as uh, multiple. It's just one. And so you could have a hotspot, but they could be coded differently because it's not being counted as multiple outbreaks, just one because it's in a nursing home facility or in a, uh, a say, prison facility. Yeah, there are some caveats to this situation, like you said, talking about outbreaks in specific um, areas of society, prisons, nursing homes, and whatnot, and like even staff members If at a, at a prison, if 12 staff members test positive, well, they're only taking 50% of that. They're only incorporating 50% of those 12 staff members because it was a collective, you know, group that got sick at one area, so they're only counting six if 12 people you know, test positive. And that's not even including the inmates, you know, who are the prisoners who probably are sick as well. So there are a lot of little details that everybody, you know, the, this information was just thrown out there. And it's almost like, you know, it's try, it's like trying to read, you know, a book in a day and decipher all of the information and try and explain it to everybody because everybody wants to know this information right now. You know, what do we need to know about school? What do we need to know about sports? And so it's a lot of information, I would say, Everybody is digesting this at the same time. It's going to take a day to really figure everything out and try and answer some of the big questions. But, um, yeah, there, there are a lot of details to this that we're still trying to figure out. And uh, I, I generally, when I have questions like that, I generally defer to Kenny Bass. Kenny Bass has been the go-to guy for some of these things, and no doubt he is on top of this. And we were just talking about, you know, just how difficult this has been to, you know, day by day, things just change so rapidly and new information comes out. We saw the Mountain East Conference information the other day and not to mention earlier this week, the Big Ten and the Pac-12 canceled. And then it's like, my gosh, it's only been a week. It's only been a week and so much, so much has happened. And here we are on this Friday talking about getting ready for the weekend. Everybody and our newsroom thought this was going to be a, a good day to just, uh, you know, do your job and get ready for the weekend. And then, of course, this drops and this has uh, become the uh, discussion point and will continue to be the biggest discussion point over the next couple of weeks. But like you said, green, you're good to play. Yellow, you can play. Green and yellow, you can play. Orange, you cannot play, but you can practice. Red, 
stay at home until they tell you to come back. You know, that's pretty much the uh, the breakdown right now. And like you said, the only red county, a new map that DHHR just posted, the only red county right now in the state of West Virginia is um, it's Logan County. So they are trying to figure out uh, what to do down there, I'm sure. But uh, certainly some confusing uh, little details into all of this. But, uh, Paul, we're all trying to figure it out at the same time here. So, You know, I'm not calling Kenny, right? I'm calling you. <laughs> we could we could get Kenny here. Um, we'll, we'll conference him in. No, he's... He's uh, got a ton of other things, I'm sure, going on. I'm not calling Kenny because it'd be yeah. like, hello, hi, it's a, I need, no, I'm busy, click. <laughs> no, Kenny's, Kenny's got a heart of gold. Um, Kenny's got a heart of gold. So, but uh, no, he, he has been on top of this. And so when I need some kind of explanation, I'm like, all right, Kenny, dumb it down for me. He's the go-to guy. But so that's where, like you said, I, I mean, there are a lot of, intricate you know pieces to this a lot of okay somebody gets sick at a prison or a nursing home or you know hospital you know what numbers count and what percentage of those numbers can count so i don't know it's crazy and you know like you said most of the counties in the state right now are green the majority are green overwhelming majority are green and yellow so if high school football started tomorrow they'd be playing most of these counties um but uh here we are, three weeks out, 20 days until September 3rd. So we're just trying to, uh, you know, everybody in the sports world hoping they can get going. You know, high school football, I mean, every sport, not just high school football, but hoping that uh, here over the next couple of weeks they can go full speed ahead. See Joe Harvey with this Channel 8, also the guy I have on speed dial. Appreciate you, buddy. I think, sir. Because, uh, you know, I figured you could I figured you could break this uh, color-coded map down quicker than I could since, well, I'm I'm doing a show right now. Yeah, you you haven't quite had the time to decipher it, huh? No, it's uh, no, it is confusing. But yeah, but like I said, I, I feel bad for you know the guys down in Logan County. Look, uh, you know, this is one of those things that's, you know, it's probably not the the high school football players getting sick. It could, I have no idea, but it's just, you know, you feel bad for some of the guys that are just wanting to play and have probably not left their house too many times over the last couple of months because they're they're dying to get it back out on the field and and really. Um, you know, chomping at the bit to play football or, or whatever the sport may be, but you, you feel bad for some of these guys. And like I said, I just got off the phone with Logan's head co- head football coach Jimmy Jimmy Shepard, and you know he was bummed out. He said, "Yeah, we thought we were going to go today, and then all of a sudden I get the phone call, and they said shut it down." So that's what they had to do. And hopefully, maybe this color coded system will, you know, maybe maybe uh, not wake some people up. That's not probably the right way to say it, but hopefully this helps. Um, you know, make people aware. Hopefully it, it opens some eyes and saying, hey, if we want kids back in school, if we want to have ball sports, and if we want to kind of move forward, you know, this is how we do it. You know, this is th- this is the new rule. This is the new system that's in place. It's not going to change tomorrow. It's not going to change for a couple of months. This is the system in place, and everybody's going to have to work with what we've got now. C.J. Harvey joining me from WCHS. Uh, I'll talk to you soon. And, of course, follow C.J. on social media. He's got a new podcast where he talks to really, really famous West Virginians. A few. No, 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 no. I mean, we've, we've had some uh, – we've been very lucky. We, we have had some great guests. Uh, the podcast is the Mountaineer Media Podcast. You can find it on most major platforms, Spotify, Apple Music. Uh, we're on LinkedIn, Facebook. Twitter, 
Instagram and, you know, stop by. But like you said, we, we have had some good guests. We did, you know, not to just name drop here, we did have Joe Manchin on earlier, um, earlier, well, last month. And we uh, just spoke with a reporter who was formerly at the uh, Gazette Mail, who's, you know, talking about the opioid epidemic. So a lot of great things we're talking about, a lot of positive things that we're talking about in West Virginia and talking about, uh, you know, some of the, uh, the things that are also going on in the backyard that maybe you don't want to always look at and maybe turn your back to. So um, certainly keep a, keep an eye on us. And, uh, you know, we're, we're just happy to talk to anybody that's wanting to spread the good word of West Virginia. So that's what we're trying to do. But, yeah, thanks for the shout-out there, Paul. No problem. I appreciate <laughs> it, brother. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, no problem. See you, buddy. So, Joe Harvey, WCHS, appreciate him. Quick timeout. We come back, we wrap it up. Buckle up. Paul Swan has the wheel on the drive. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We are presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back, Paul Swan. For the final time, Spencer Dupuis. It's been fun. Has it been real fun, though? I mean, f- I mean, it was really fun when I was hosting the show. Yeah, that was an awesome I'm sure it was real fun, yeah. Okay. It wasn't, I gotta say, it wasn't fun when I was stuck at home, though. That really sucked. Yeah, that wasn't fun. No. Okay, for your final act, um, I retweeted something uh, that you pointed out to me, and then you wisely uh, did a follow up, and I retweeted that Marshall starting quarterback Isaiah Green, which is no longer starting, um, is uh, withdrawing his name from the transfer portal, and uh, you followed up on that. Yeah, I, one of my buddies sent it to me about five minutes ago, and I just checked it while we were during commercial break, and I was like, it, it, this is can't be confirmed. So I looked up on Twitter, got the tweet, sent it to uh, Jason Courier, and I said, can you confirm or is this false? And he says he's not on the roster. That's the answer I received. So Okay. He might has I guess that means he's okay, not so doing th- college football anymore. That's yeah, well, to say, yeah, honestly, that's that's the correct answer. He's not on the roster. He could have pulled his name out of the transfer portal, but he's not on the roster at Marshall. That means he's retired. Well, that's my presumption. We'll see. Yeah. We'll, we'll follow the exploits of uh, Isaiah Green. Um, just out of curiosity to see where he's um, he's heading. But um, so if you're uh, if you're wondering if that means he's coming back to Marshall, there you have it um, from Marshall per. Sports Information Director Jason Corrier, he's not on the roster. So, he's not on the roster. Nope, don't need to worry about him. All right. Man, you're, you're going home. You're going back to um, Virginia. Yeah, hopefully temporary. Okay, you're going to come back and visit, I hope, now and then. Oh, yeah, but i got to find myself a job. No, that's the important. Hardest part. Yeah, and um, then you're going to, uh, in between, you're going to probably start podcasting. Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. Anybody who follows me on social media, be on the look for that over the next couple months. All right. Um, I mean, I don't want to get all melancholy here, but you know, <laughs> it's gonna be weird not to have you to, to to pick on Monday. Yeah, it'll probably also be weird that you're gonna have to, you know, board up. Your own no, show I'm again. used to that. I, I did that. Yeah, but you didn't have to do it for most. No, of No, it was it was a joy. It, it was Two a joyous months. time. Yeah, but I, I'm I'm used to that. I did that a lot in my career, so I, yeah. I'm good. Uh, hopefully, we can get over COVID nineteen. I can have a full complement of uh, people back on the show. Hopefully, cool, my man. Um. Thank you. Uh, no, thank you. Uh, I know um, I know you had a fun time. I'm glad you could do it. For Spencer, I'm Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. Good night, everyone. 
WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.